Hello and welcome to the Frontier Strategy Group podcast series. FSC is the leading information services provider for emerging market executives. We partner with business leaders at over 200 multinationals by providing them with research, analytical tools, and data that help power their emerging market business strategies. Today, we'll have a conversation on the latest developments in Kazakhstan and the outlook for that market for 2015 and beyond. My name is Martina Bozajeva, and I'm the head of research for Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and I'll be moderating today's podcast. Joining me for our discussion is Mark McNamee, our Central and Eastern Europe analyst. As a reminder, the research that we will be discussing and all of our content and data are available via our portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. Mark, let's start by discussing the recent elections that took place in Kazakhstan in late April. Uh, What is their significance and what happens next for the country? Well, regarding the elections, as widely expected, the incumbent President Nursultan Nazarbayev won re-election, obtaining roughly 97% of the vote. This is, of course, no surprise. And foreign investors, then, can continue to enjoy the political stability, policy continuity, and openness to foreign investment that has defined Nazarbayev's rule. Perhaps the most important point was not that Nazarbayev won the election, which was virtually assured well before the elections took place, but the fact that the elections were moved up and held over a year early. Among other reasons, Nazarbayev was likely seeking to ensure his mandate, knowing there would be difficult economic times ahead. The government may have to take some very unpopular moves in the coming months and coming years to deal with the economy, including a possible devaluation of the tengi. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about the tengi in a little bit, but regarding the economy more generally, oil prices, of course, have not been great news for Kazakhstan. What does this mean for the market in 2015? And also beyond 2015, do we see the slowdown likely to continue? Right. For this year and for the next several years, Generally speaking, the outlook is quite negative. Low commodity prices and the weak external demand are going to significantly reduce growth and consumer spending this year and likely for several years down the road. Since oil and other commodity prices are going to remain low for the next several years, we not only project growth to be under 1% in 2015, but we're also anticipating growth to average only slightly above 1% through 2017 and possibly even beyond. So looking farther out, we're hoping for recovery and growth based upon the long-awaited development of what's become infamous Kashigan field and the expansion of the Tengiz field in 2018. However, as I just mentioned, Kashigan has been delayed repeatedly and may not even come online in 2018. So this sluggish growth could extend possibly beyond even 2017. Mm, Okay. Well, thinking back to 2015, the one question that is on the mind of many of our clients is the exchange rate and the risk of uh, devaluation. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, what we think the exchange rate is going to do and how that exchange rate might play out? Sure. So in our opinion, economic fundamentals really make it seem that its devaluation is necessary. The fall in the oil price combined with the sharp depreciation in the Russian ruble has put a lot of pressure on the Tengi. So the central bank's foreign exchange reserves are under a lot of pressure to maintain the current managed float of this overvalued tengi. As a result, exports have also been hurt a lot since the tengi has lost competitiveness with the Russian ruble. Therefore, exporters would also very much benefit from a devaluation. That said, however, Nazarbayev has insisted that he will not devalue the tengi. But we have seen this before. Top Kazakh ministers made very similar statements only days before the government devalued the tengi in February of last year. Nonetheless, despite these pronouncements, we strongly believe that economic reality dictates devaluation is necessary. And in light of a devaluation, we don't see a sharp devaluation as we saw last year, but more of a gradual devaluation of 5 to 10%, possibly in multiple phases over the coming year. 
Okay, so we have a devaluation coming. Growth is going to be slow this year, and it's not going to recover quickly anytime soon. Now, this sounds like a pretty negative news for a market that multinationals have tended to think of as a high-growth place and a place that uh, carries quite considerable opportunity. What are the good news? So we do see some positive trends amidst all this negative economic news that we've just discussed. In particular, the government has unveiled its so-called Nerli Jol five-year spending program. As part of this program, President Nazarbayev announced a $9 billion infrastructure spending package through 2017, which will be financed by the nation's oil fund. This infrastructure package could create B2B opportunities for MNCs, and we advise MNCs to work with their local teams and partners to identify these business opportunities and then develop an action plan to take advantage of them. Okay, interesting. So so there may be some opportunities there in the uh, industrial sector, technology, etc. Now, thinking about other things that the government can do right now beyond pending, are they doing anything in terms of reform to attract foreign investment or to make the business environment more attractive? Sure, and that's that's what we're seeing. And, and this is very bright light for the future, for several years down the road. The government knows it has to attract foreign investors currently, and so is introducing business reforms to improve the, the investment environment. And the government, in fact, seems very serious about these reforms. In particular, these reforms are set to simplify business regulatory procedures, offer tax relief in non-energy sectors, privatize state-owned firms, and provide assistance to small businesses and entrepreneurs, among other possible reforms. That said, MNCs should monitor the progress on these reforms, as Kazakhstan has for years been discussing implementing reforms of this nature. It's not necessarily a guarantee that all these proposals will actually happen, and others that do may take a long time to materialize. Mm. So there may be some improvements, but we have to take them with a grain of salt. Now, in terms of thinking about Kazakhstan and its role in the regional portfolio, like I said, clients have gotten used to thinking about Kazakhstan as a fast growth destination, as a pretty attractive market, especially in the CIS region. This year is not looking great for this market. So if you have to make the case for investment in Kazakhstan, what are some of the key criteria you would highlight? Sure. So we can say in no uncertain terms that we still find Kazakhstan to be an attractive investment destination. Despite this low growth that we've discussed, the low domestic demand for the next several years, and the likely devaluation, we still believe Kazakhstan possesses several very appealing qualities to foreign investors. Among other things, the country remains attractive because of its large government spending capacity, which we're seeing in this nearly Jol program, its large mining and energy sectors, and consumers wanting to buy Western goods. Also, as you asked, Martina, compared to the rest of an MNC's CIS portfolio, Kazakhstan looks very attractive. Relative to that region, it has a comparatively better business environment, greater spending ability except for Russia, a politically stable and predictable environment, and a government that's truly interested in attracting foreign investment. Yeah, interesting. And I imagine now, especially with Ukraine not being the kind of opportunity that it used to be, Belarus going into recession, Kazakhstan still stands as as a pretty interesting opportunity. Yes, absolutely. And so in terms of this uh, difficult context, uh, but still having quite a bit of opportunity, how should multinationals adjust their business strategies to succeed in a slower growth Kazakhstan? Sure. So our advice to MNCs currently invested in Kazakhstan or looking to potentially invest in Kazakhstan is that aside from looking to this large government spending program that we've discussed, when they're planning for 2015 and for subsequent years, that they should have very conservative benchmarks with only minor improvements in the coming years. Very clearly, MNC should lower growth expectations for the next few years based upon the slowing growth and reduced consumer demand. Likewise, prepare for a devaluation of the Tengi and even less purchasing power. Also, considering this low growth environment, 
MNCs should emphasize lower-cost products in their portfolio and offer promotions since customers will likely be trading down after devaluation. Also, MNCs should ensure that distributors are prepared for this new climate of prolonged slow growth and lower consumer demand. Likewise, for those firms invested for years in Kazakhstan, it should be understood that this current situation isn't like the crisis in 2009, when you had to simply wait it out a year, year and a half, and then expect a nice, solid recovery. Unlike that period, investors should understand that there is a new normal taking hold in Kazakhstan that will last for the next several years and potentially up to the rest of this decade. That said, the external environment will provide no help due to the weak demand from main trading partners and the low commodity prices on account of low global growth. So they need to just really understand that there is this new normal taking hold and adjust their business plans accordingly. Interesting. Well, thank you very much, Mark, for this interesting conversation and uh, the point about how we all need to start thinking differently about the opportunity in Kazakhstan without giving up on uh, on what that market can offer. As a reminder to our clients, you can speak with Mark or any of the FSG analysts by reaching out by your client relationship director or directly. You can also access FSG's reports and data on Kazakhstan on our portal at porto.frontierstrategygroup.com. This concludes our podcast. Until next time, we wish you great outperformance in your emerging markets.